get revenge. And it says in verse 7 that they had, says they had cast lots on when to kill Haman. They waited, it says, from day to day, from month to month, to the twelfth month. That means Haman waited a whole year just to lay hands on Mordecai. Not just Mordecai, but the Jewish. He waited that long just to get vengeance on Mordecai. Vengeance was what he had on his mind. Vengeance is like a blindfold unto you. When, you. when you get vengeance in your eyesight, that's the only thing you can see is, I'm going to get revenge. I'm going to get back at this person. I'm going to get back at those people because they laughed at me because they made fun of me. I'm going to tell you all something today. Vengeance will take you farther than you've ever wanted to go. Vengeance will take you places you've never imagined you'd see yourself in. Today, you need to ask forgiveness for any vengeance you have wished on somebody. Because believe me, vengeance will leave you feeling empty. You may feel good for the moment, but you will not feel good in the long term. Take you farther than you've ever wanted to go. You'll feel good for a split second. You'll say, I finally got back at him. I feel great. But the next morning you wake up, you won't feel any different. You'll say to yourself, I still feel the hole inside. There's still something missing. But you're telling yourself, I have, I've got my vengeance. I've got back, but I don't feel any better. That's because vengeance takes you nowhere. It takes you nowhere. It's like road with a dead end you go down it and you feel feel like you're going somewhere but when you hit that dead end you're confused my question to you today is it doesn't matter if you're holding a grudge on somebody or not you still have to repent of vengeance because when vengeance is in your eyesight you will see nothing but that vengeance. And no matter how badly you want to get back at somebody, it's not going to matter because vengeance is the Lord's. Vengeance is the Lord's, brother Kevin. It's the Lord's, not ours. It's not in our hands to take care of it. It's in God's hands. You want to see some situations changed. You want to see some things moved out of your life. You better pray to God about it. Because there's no man, there is no man that can make you feel any better about a situation. When we put it in the hands of God, we can consider it taken care of. You don't have to worry about that situation once it's in God's hand. Because the battle belongs to Him. Y'all can stand. When I... I'll ask you this question as I'm handing the mic back to Brother Chris. When you... When you go, when you, when you go to pray next time, ask yourself, am I holding a grudge? Am I, do I have vengeance in my eyesight? When you, when you repent of that vengeance, a blindfold will be taken off your eyesight. You'll be able to see the light again.
Hallelujah. You know, there was a, uh, a bunch of Job's buddies that were gathered around, a bunch of wise men counseling Job as he was going through his trouble. And there was just a young man there. And I believe he said, you're old. And wisdom should speak of the age that you have. But sometimes the inspiration of the Lord will fall on even the young ones. Amen. And God, God spoke today through Brother Brandon. Brother Brandon, I appreciate that word tonight. Amen. 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 You can be seated again as our sign team makes their way, the youth sign team. I want to, uh, I want to give honor tonight while they're making their way to Brother Kevin Cummins. He has been working with our young ministers uh, in preparation and doing things that he's probably a lot better at than I am. And I appreciate his dedication to those young men. I mean, to be a disciple maker. Amen. And I appreciate Brother Kevin Cummins and his ministry. Amen. In this assembly. Amen. Why don't y'all worship with the sign team this evening?
Has anybody got the Holy Ghost? Has anybody got that flow of living water? Come on, there's a song that says, Why should I thirst when he's the well that won't run dry? Why are we doing without when we got a God of abundance? Oh, hallelujah. We should tap into him every day. We should enjoy the benefits of his blessings every day. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful, wonderful job. Sweet anointing in the house of the Lord. Amen. If you would remain standing just a few more moments. I know that preliminaries have been long, but it's been good. It's been anointed. Amen. And we want everybody to be able to worship God. Amen. Amen. It was a few, I guess a little over a year ago or so. Amen. We had one of the most precious families in all of the world uh, make their way through the the doors down in the life center and uh, I didn't know the Masons like I do now I knew brother Jerry Mason uh, from up in uh, Illinois one of the finest finest men you will ever meet uh, one of the most knowledgeable and educated men talented and I found out that his father and his brother are just the same way 
Amen. And I am so thankful that they have made Praise Temple their home. Amen. They, they, were, they were a missing piece of the puzzle that we needed. And I am so thankful for the Masons. Amen. And it wasn't just a few short months ago we had, we had Brother Jim come up and preach in one of our youth-led services. And I was just tremendously blessed by the word that he gave. And, and his presentation was just wonderful. Amen. And I felt it, I felt it in the Holy Ghost that, that God had a word to speak to us tonight through his servant, Brother Jim Mason. And we want him to come. I told him to take his liberty to preach to us. And, and we're going to back him up tonight. Amen. And we're going to preach the preacher. And we're going to receive the word of God. Amen. Brother Mason, come and preach the word of God unto us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Be seated just for a few moments. Got to get everything all situated. So I don't know if any of you are facing this, but I brought a bigger Bible. Thought I might. I thought I might be able to see that. But uh, so I've got I've got these. <laughs> so that's the first. That's the first time. But uh, that's all right. We'll make it. You see me uh, look like an old librarian looking down the, the brim of my glasses, and that's that's what's going on. I love the Lord tonight. I love this church. I appreciate this church very much. Uh, I want to give honor to. Brother Chris, I love him. Of course, Pastor, uh, the leadership team here, all the ministry, give you honor. Uh, my father, he's my mentor. We call him elder around here, and he's always been my elder. Love him, my wife. I love her. Got a good woman. Uh, what the Bible says something about uh, price above rubies or something like that, right? You found a good woman. I love her tonight. And uh, I'll tell you what, I've enjoyed the service so far, these young people. You guys are just doing fantastic. Amen. It's just one thing. I wish Brother Kevin would get more excited. <laughs> I enjoyed that that opening so fiery I love that Amen. and uh, brother Brandon what a tremendous job he did yes. you're probably aware of it I'm not sure maybe everybody realizes you know how much courage that takes uh, but when I was his age you know what there's no way I would have done that. So uh, just awesome. Just awesome, brother. You keep on. Keep on going. All these young men, these young ministers, you preach it. Don't ever stop. Amen. Uh, sign team, wonderful job. The worship team tonight, the musicians. As always, everything was great. I felt the Holy Ghost. But uh, I'll tell you what, I... I've been feeling a, who's, who's ever built a, or burned a brush pile? You start uh, 
you start throwing wood on. You don't just go out there and throw half a tree on a twig fire and expect it to burn, right? But once you've you know, got a fire going and you throw, you throw uh, some stuff on there about the size of your pinky, then you can start throwing stuff on there about the size of your thumb, and then next thing you know, you're throwing kindling on there, and now you got a little fire going, and you just start throwing fuel. You're, you're building a base, and you've got some coals burning there. I remember one time, I'm going to have to get some more water. I'm sorry. I am so dry. Uh, I built a fire, had a big brush pile. Man, I got that thing going. I was throwing stuff on there that big around, and it was just burning. I about burned Dad's chainsaw up. <laughs> But uh, that thing, I, I watched it till late in the night till it burned down, I thought, right? And it was just, it uh, looked just kind of, it just had the, uh, the loose, you know, I don't know what to call it, but uh, just the real light, dusty looking stuff on top. It looked like it was all out. And I went out there the next day and I just took a long stick. I stirred those coals up just a little bit. I know we're quiet right now. I'm telling you, something's burning in this place. And I've been praying, and it ain't because, it's it, not my prayers, but I've been asking God for, to do something tonight. I'm telling you, if you need something tonight, and I'm taking just a little time to get started, uh, God is here. My, what a, what a move of the Holy Ghost this morning. That wave of intercession swept through this place oh my god and if you're here tonight you're in the right place you haven't waited too late amen if you'd like to be standing if you'd like to stand tonight or go to first chronicles chapter 21 we'll be uh probably referring to verses 1 through 11 maybe a little bit more but We'll just read two or three, then you can be seated tonight. Young people, you guys going to help me tonight? Yeah. All right. First Chronicles 21 and 9. It says, And the Lord spake unto God, David's seer, saying, Go and tell David, saying, Thus saith the Lord, I offer thee three things. Choose the one of them, that I may do it unto thee. So Gad came to David and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Choose thee. You may be seated. Choose thee. So tonight I'd like to speak for just a few moments. I don't feel like I'm going to be real long. On choose wisely. How many know that we got, we got decisions that we have to make as we go through life? we got choices that we got to make. There are things that come up. There are things just in our day-to-day -day life that require us to make choices. And as, as we examine this story here with David, if we go back to verse 1, you know, it says, And Satan stood up against Israel and provoked David to number Israel. And David said to Joab and the rulers of the people, you know, basically, go do it. Joab becomes concerned. 
And he says, you know, the Lord make his people a hundred times so many more as they be. Basically, he's telling them, you know, God is our multiplier. God has always seen uh, uh, to it. He's always come through for us when we were needed. So he's, he's, he's giving a, he's, you know, he's kind of pushing back against David a little bit. He said, why then doth my Lord require this thing? This will be a cause of trespass to Israel. But the Bible says, nevertheless, the king's word prevails. So David, he decided, I'm going on with it anyway. And, you know, some might say, well, what, you know, what's wrong with, with numbering Israel? Well, see, he was really, he was wanting to take a census, a military census of, uh, of the men uh, that were able to draw swords in Israel. Verse 5, basically he comes back and he says, he gives him the sum. It says a thousand, thousand, and a hundred thousand. I think that's uh, 1.1 million men that drew sword. And Judah was 403 score. So that's 460 plus 10,000. So 470,000 men that could draw sword at Judah. Verse 6 goes on to say, but they didn't, he didn't do Levi and Benjamin. I think... There's different ways of looking at it, and I, I know that Levi is the priesthood, and they're not supposed to be included in the census. But I think Joab was just so put out with, with the order. I think he, he got that far along, and he's like, I'm, I'm not doing any more. This is it. This, this is it. This is the only number you're getting, David. This is it. Because he knew what was coming. The next verse says, and God was displeased with this thing, and therefore he smote Israel. Verse 8. David said unto God, I have sinned greatly because I have done this thing, but now I beseech thee, do away the iniquity of thy servant. Now I've got a little, maybe a little bit different way of looking at that verse, but considering what's going to happen a few verses on down, I don't think that was his super sincere prayer. I don't think that was his super sincere repentance. Because falling right up after it says, go and tell David... It says, and the Lord spake unto Gad, David's seer, which we've already read, and go and tell him. So basically he was going to give him some choices, but none of them were good. None of them were good. So what, what has happened is David has made a choice early on to do the census. He made a poor decision. Let me tell you, if we, when we make poor decisions in our life, all that does is sets us up for tougher decisions. When we, when we, when we uh, turn the corner on something and we, we choose to walk away from something good, we have set ourselves up for future problems, for future concerns, and tougher things that we're going to face. Amen. I promise you I'm okay. I'm going, I'm going, to, get, I'm going to get through this. So anytime we make a bad decision, a trespass, there's consequences that come with that. We've all made mistakes. We've all made poor decisions. But there are some things that are a, a lot more uh, concerning than just the average decision like, uh, uh, you know, well, I, I did poorly, you know, I... Uh, this is uh, not to get all carnal or talk about money, but I put, two, I put money in this stock and it crashed. 
that's probably not going to have much, no heaven or hell consequences unless you allow that to stay between you and the Lord. But if you make a decision like this and you have commit a trespass against God, then there are serious consequences uh, coming our way. So th these uh, choices that you're going to face, uh, young people, uh, there's going to be things come up in your life that, uh, uh, that maybe you don't know what to do, but as long as you keep coming back to the house of the Lord, then things will work out. But the power of your choices in life uh, cannot be overstated. Joshua said, if it seem evil to you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you shall serve. Romans says, therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage, again, again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. I'm telling you, uh, we got to choose the good things and let the bad things go by. we we got to be mindful of the things that we're, uh, that we're thinking about, the things that we're doing. I'm telling you, there's a sea. There's a whole sea of chaos out there in the world, and it's designed uh, to drag our young people away from the Lord. Uh, the, from social media to TV to the radio to, to whatever you want to whatever you want to come up with, uh, the majority of it is not designed to push you towards the Lord. It's designed to draw you away from the house of the Lord. It's designed to get you to make a bad decision, to make poor choices that will lead to tougher choices down the road. We see David. Yeah, I think maybe he forgot who that he was. David needed to remember what the Lord had done for him in his life. We, we know we've, everybody talks about David a lot. But he's a, he's a good character. He's a, he's a, 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 there's just lot, lots there that you can look at. We know that uh, the Lord took him from obscurity in a field somewhere. You know, there were seven brothers that looked like a lot better choices. But, but he was anointed king. He was God's choice. And we all remember that, right? And uh, so, did he forget that? You know, he was king, but did he forget where he came from, 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 from nothing, from, from a nobody. He's king. And the Lord had brought him through all of these, all these trials, all of these battles. He saw him through Goliath. Yet when it comes down, just a small, what looks like to me a small temptation, he begins to lean on his own understanding. He begins to lean on his own, uh, own resources. So, you know, he's looking to try to put together uh, a, a, an action plan. You know, he's looking to see how many men he's got in case the enemy comes in. When the Lord had everything that he needed. Joab even tried to tell him. You know, God has always made us as many as we needed to be. Amen. So, choosing is very important. Choosing is very important. Uh, we know that we, we, if, if God hadn't chose us, then we wouldn't have the option to choose Him. He chose us first. 1 Peter 2 and 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, 
that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. John 15, 16. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it. Ephesians 1 and 4. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. If you need the Lord tonight, you're in the right place. You've got hope. But we've got to make a conscious effort. We can come into the house of the Lord and we can choose to leave just like we came in. Amen. We say it said around here all the time, praise is a choice. Our willingness to sacrifice our flesh and what, what we feel is a choice. I, I, I'm telling you, there, there are things that we can allow to weigh us down that when we come into the house of the Lord, that we, we don't make good choices. And we leave just like we came in, sometimes worse. When God is trying to, to uh, motivate us, He's trying to provoke us uh, uh, towards uh, something more. He's got uh, uh, some understanding for us. He's got an outpouring for us. But, 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 but we, we can't press through that old carnal flesh because we're all weighed down with the cares of this life. I'm telling you, even from the young to the old, uh, it's the same. I got things that I could focus on too. You know, I, I started writing some of these down. Uh, the, the adults will appreciate these. Uh, probably a little bit more than the youth. But I started thinking about all our responsibilities. Some of these are family and some of these are fiscal responsibilities. But we, got, we all got jobs, families, spouses, children, friends, utility bills, cell phone bills, property maintenance. Mortgages, vehicle maintenance, car payments, homeowners and car insurance payments, medical and health issues. We got a plan for retirement if we want to quit working someday. Uh, we got taxes, and it seems like the list goes on. Every time you turn around, there's an additional tax that we're paying. It just goes on and on. Uh, uh, the, the failures in life uh, that can haunt us, things that we've done wrong in the past. Uh, the devil, he wants to bring up things that the, the Lord has already forgiven you for. Uh, that, you know, the, what's the Bible say? That he put it in a sea of forgetfulness. Uh, but he wants it hanging around your neck uh, like a weight. He wants to put a big chain around your neck uh, and uh, just a, like a big uh, dumbbell hanging right there and it's just a weight. Uh, you lift your hands, you can't get nowhere. Uh, maybe you can't even lift your hands. Uh, the preacher is uh, admonishing you uh, to worship and praise the Lord, uh, but you can't seem to press through. Uh, you can't make a good decision. Uh, you, you can't choose. Uh, you can't even choose to praise Him. Uh, you can't even choose to lift your hands. Uh, because you're all weighed down. You're all barred down. And seemingly, there's no hope. But if the Spirit is calling you, then there's always hope, right? The Lord was calling out to somebody this morning. And I, I felt in the Spirit that we were so, it was so close. I got to saying almost. Well, praise God. I, I tell you what, I'm going to preach here in a minute. 
I'm about to, I, I, I refuse to be defeated tonight. Uh, I, I know that uh, it seems like uh, I'm just I'm hitting the wall and it's bouncing back, uh, but I know what I have felt in my spirit, uh, and I've come here to tell somebody tonight, uh, you need to choose life. You need to choose the Lord. You need to choose God. He's wanting to do something in your life, but you got to make a decision. Oh God. Thank you, Jesus. We gotta choose. We gotta choose. It's our choice. We can say, oh well, I can't do that. What's that old saying? Can't never could do nothing. It hits you every now and then. You know, you can be in church all your life. And then you'll hear a verse. And you'll be like. Why, why is that so clear now? It's something as simple as, you know, let me give you a verse. Hebrews 12 and 1. Wherefore seeing we are all compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Anybody ever heard this verse? Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. That, that part in there where it says, let us lay aside every weight, that sounds like a conscious decision to me. My God, that sounds like a conscious choice to me. Oh God, I'm telling you, if you need something from the Lord tonight, maybe you need to shake yourself and say, I can. I can choose life. I can choose happiness. I can choose success in the Lord. I'm telling you, the enemy of our souls tonight, he doesn't like this. He doesn't want you to realize that it's within your power. If God is calling you and the Spirit is calling you, that it's within your power to reach out. But it's a conscious effort. It's a decision. It's a choice that we got to make. We got choices tonight. I used to think about what I think about myself on this. Sometimes you come to the house of the Lord. Yeah, we 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 have good we have good church, but I don't think you know we didn't lose any ground, but we really didn't gain any. Maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only one that ever happens to. Maybe I'm the only one. And I think, what's it going to take? What's it going to take to break through that? Oh, God. Mm. I'm telling you, I came in here on spiritual life support 14 months ago. Oh, God. I'm not up here to talk about myself, but I'm telling you. I'm telling you tonight. I was thinking about this today. I got victory tonight, by the way. Hallelujah. I don't care if I fall flat on my face, it don't matter. But I'm talking to somebody tonight, and I'm telling somebody, you need to listen to what I'm fixing to tell you. I came in here on spiritual life support, and really, we all need to, we all know this, but it's so important. Man, I was one, I was one, Harsh word 
You say, well, that, that's, that's your problem. I'm telling you, we got we to gotta watch. We got to watch when, when people come to the house of the Lord. Uh, we got we to watch because I was, I, was, I, was, uh, I was on a ventilator. Amen? I had every opportunity growing up. We, we all know this. I, I have owned it. But I, I'm telling you, I was one harsher word away from just walking away. I never changed what I believed. I always believed Jesus' name. I always believed the Holy Ghost. Sister Darla, I always knew the power of God. I've seen God do many things. God has allowed me to be involved with many things like that. But we let, uh, we let bad decisions and they begin to multiply. Sometimes we think, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not out here drinking and you know, I'm not out here smoking and, and I'm not out here on drugs and I'm not carousing around chasing women and I haven't blasphemed the Holy Ghost and I haven't done this and I haven't done that. You can still be lost. You can still be lost. You can come to the house of the Lord and you can go to hell just like everybody else. You'll look around in the serial killers, uh, the child molesters, uh, uh, the idolaters, uh, those that wouldn't accept the Lord, that you're going to be right there with them. You say, well, I'm a good person. It's we're not saved by our goodness. Oh, we got to sacrifice the old flesh. We got to make a choice. We got to make a decision. Oh, God. Young people. You're going to face things in life. It's going to get you down every now and then. We're all going to have obstacles. Can anybody say amen? amen. They sang that song tonight. I was even going to say something about that. Brother Chris sings this a lot, and I don't know the name of it. But the line in it that I like is, I'd be lying. If I said I got here on my own, that's not exactly right, but that's, you get the gist, right? I'm standing on the shoulders of God's saints, of men of God, of this congregation, of this ministry leadership team. You know, I, I'm not ashamed. I want to go. I want to go. I'm telling you, God is... I'm all over the place tonight, but I, 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 just, I just feel like it may just be one person, uh, but I'm trying to get your attention tonight. Heaven is going to be worth it. Heaven is going to be worth it. Oh, we got to make it. We got to make it. Oh, he's coming back. He's coming back. I'll tell you what, it wouldn't have, it, he didn't. When the, when the church was moving this morning, we were in unison and the, the Holy Ghost was moving. I kind of looked up past the crowd a little bit, just up there, and I thought it wouldn't surprise me to just see the sky split open right now. It was the presence of the Lord was so glorious, so mighty, so intense. He was so close. He was so close, and that's what that's what what's what we gotta have. We say it's said around here all the time. But brother uh, brother Cook, our pastor says it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I wish somebody tonight would decide. I wish somebody tonight would decide. I want to choose life. What did Joshua say? Choose you this day 
whom you shall serve. Sometimes we got to get enough. Sometimes we got to get enough, Pastor. Sometimes we got to make up our mind. I've had enough of this. Brother Andy, sometimes we got to make up our mind. I've had enough walking around here with my head down. Amen? I've had enough walking around here a second class citizen. We're a child of God. We got to make up our mind. How many in here is a whosoever will? Whosoever will, let him come take of the water of life freely, Brother Kevin. Brother Chris quotes it all the time freely, freely you have received, freely give. It's a gift. The gift of the Holy Ghost. It's already been paid for. What did Peter say? Repent. They said, men and brother, what do we got to do to be saved? I know everybody here knows it. But what do we got to do to be saved? Peter stood up and said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's yours tonight. It's a gift. But you know what? You've got to choose. You've got to choose to press through. It ain't always easy. I'm going to tell you what. I told somebody at work the other day. I said, if I, could keep, if I keep myself straight, I'm working on me. I'm trying to be right. i got more problems with myself than i got with anybody else. Like bro, bro, uh, Pastor even touched on that a little bit you know, this morning. You know, we, we, uh, you know, we, we blame somebody else. We put it on somebody else. Well, if it wasn't for such and such, you want to go to heaven? Do you want to go? I'm telling you, it's going to be worth it. But something happens to us when we start making bad choices. When we start making bad choices in life uh, and we get all weighed down. Uh, and now it's complicated. Uh, and the devil, is, uh, he begins to talk to us and our old flesh uh, says, uh, you've done messed up. You've done ruined everything. Oh, God. I want, I want to tell you, I don't, young people, I don't want you to go to bed at night and pray, God, don't come back tonight. Oh, he's a real God. Are you, oh, God. I'm telling you, I've prayed that prayer. I prayed it. God, oh God, don't come back. Oh, she took a drop of Oh God, I'm not ready. But God, I don't know what I'm going to do. Have you ever prayed that? God, I don't know what I'm going to do. But you know what I needed to do? I needed to make a choice. I needed to make a choice. Oh. Mm. Oh my God. Oh God. God save us. Ah. Philippians 2.12 says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own soul salvation. 
fear and trembling. He didn't say, I just do it if you feel like it. Ain't no big deal. Just do this, this, and this, and it's all right. I believe there's words fear and trembling. I think, I think the Bible says, don't fear the one that can only kill this body. We got to fear the one that, that condemn our soul to hell. You say, oh, oh, the Lord wouldn't do that. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. Oh, my God. I, do, I don't know if this, is, this isn't very eloquent tonight, but I'm just, I'm just doing it the way I got it. I don't care. I don't care. I, I, you know, uh, it doesn't matter to me as long as it has some effect tonight uh, and the Lord gets His way because uh, I want somebody tonight to make a decision. I still feel that same thing. You say, well, it's quiet. I'm, t- I'm just telling you, we're one with of that Holy Ghost wind. And we're on fire. We need somebody to move tonight. But we got to choose to fight through. Fight through the old flesh. Fight through pride. Sometimes I think, I wonder what, that's why, I, you know, I just, I don't ever cry when I'm not in church, but I just cry constantly when I'm here. I don't care anymore. I don't care as long as I can feel the presence of the Lord. Even when I, even when I feel, feel that fire, it seems like the, the tears are still there. So we're just a big baby. Well, I don't know. Maybe I am. But I don't care as long as, if that's what it takes for me to make it, if that's what it takes for me to feel the presence of the Lord. Because I love Him tonight. God's been merciful to me. He's been merciful to me. I want Him to impart that same mercy to you. Whosoever will. Whosoever will tonight. You need to fight through. Fight through that old fleshly wall of your heart. We can become calloused. We can become calloused. The old, the old, uh, if you can imagine your, your soul, we always say the soul, you know, is around in here. And we, we just point to here, I guess, probably because we, we feel it in our heartbeat. You know, I don't know, but you know what I'm saying. It, we can become calloused over. Well, we, we can't even hardly feel the presence of the Lord anymore. And the only way we can feel it is if somebody else has built a fire. Amen? You get caught out, what are you going to do? You better be able to build a fire. You better have a little fire burning. Amen? Oh, we got to fight through it. For we walk not in the flesh. We do not war after the flesh. Let me read that again. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not, are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. we got to let Him have it all. On one hand, we got to choose to let it go. We got to choose to lay it down. And on the other hand, we got to fight for it. You got to fight through. Choose the good. I want to be cognizant of the time tonight. Sometimes we got to say no. We got to choose to say no. We won't go to the scripture, but we all know the story. 
I wonder how it would have turned out if Adam and Eve had just said no. I'm telling you, there's power. There's power in no. You say, well, that's simple. Is it? Is it? Well, why don't we do it? Why don't we do it? When we're presented with something, we go, ah, well, you know, I, I don't know, or we wrestle around with I'm talking about me too. I'm not talking about out here sinning all the time. I am talking about things that come up when we should just say, no, I'm not doing it. We're tempted, and we just wrestle around. We don't send a clear message. We need to send a clear message to ourselves and the enemy of our soul. I won't back down. I love that song. We sang that here. You know, you know what? I won't turn back. I won't turn back. You got to believe it. You got to make your mind up. I'm telling you, I, I, I was thinking... And this is going to sound, and I'm, I'm not old. Maybe I'm in denial, but you're going to, uh, the young people are going to think, well, you sound like an old, old person. You know, we talk about the Lord coming, and I think he can come anytime. So we've been hearing that all our life. Look around. I'm no prophet. I can't get up here and expound prophecy. I, I understand some of it. Pastor's talking about it. We went and, went and saw Brother Moses. He does a wonderful job. I've listened to, listened to other ministers, and I, I catch some of it, but you know, I, I, most, most of it I can't even repeat. All right? But I believe it. I got those men of God in my life to explain it to me. I praise the Lord for that. But if, even besides that, if you just look around, I'll I, I tell you what I, what I look at a lot is our money. You say, well, that, that's not very spiritual. I'm telling you, look at where money is going. I'm not talking about spending. I'm talking about where, where's the last time you wrote a check other than church or something? No one takes a check. No one, no, some places don't even want cash. They want that card. I use it too. But what's going to happen? We all know what's coming, right? There's legislation now. They met last week. I can't go through all that. But the United Nations are meeting. There's all kinds of things on the agenda. A global economy. A global penal code. It's one world government. It's got it written all over it. And once they get control of the money, I think we're going to be gone before then. But once they get control of the money, it's over, friend. It's over. I don't want to be here for that. You say, well, that's, that's too political. I'm telling you, it's coming. It is. It's not coming. It's here. We can do it now. We're just sneaking it up. You said, well, like the younger people may be like, well, I don't know what the big deal is. I understand that sentiment. I do. But as you, as you go back in generations, used to everybody used cash. You could always use cash. Now it's almost getting to the point no one wants it. And it's getting weaker and weaker and weaker. I think what's going to happen I think the church will be gone. It's just my personal opinion when all that happens. You know, the Bible talks about, you know, you wouldn't be buying or selling unless you had the mark. I'm telling you, the mark is here. And I'm not saying that they're, that they're calling it the mark of the beast. I'm just saying the technology is here. I think we'd be scared if we knew everything that the governments of this world were talking about. 
I, I, I got on the website, United Nations website, and I looked at, looked at a few things on the agenda, but, you know, they, they want you to watch it. You know, they don't want to list it. I'm not saying it's not listed somewhere, but I'm, I'm just telling you, this thing's wrapping up. Here's the old fogey part, what I think you, you, you might think that I'm, I'm old, I'm an old guy for saying this. But it don't matter if, if it's 30 years from now. It's still so close. It's still so close. When did Israel become a nation? 1948. Probably, probably everybody then was like, oh, God's coming back. God's coming back. In the grand scheme of time, that's not that long ago. We get desensitized to it. And as a young person, we can think we got all the time in the world. I'm not saying not to live your life. I'm not saying not to be ambitious. I'm not saying not to learn. Those are all good things to choose. But I am saying be ready. Be watching. Live your life. Raise your family. Do all, be happy. Do, that's all, God wants us to do all those things. We don't just, we're just not going to stop. I think it was Brother Matt Crick told me here two, three months ago we was talking about it. He said, yeah, he said, we can't, you know, we can't just get on a porch with a wheelchair, uh, wheelchair with a uh, rocking chair and just wait. I said, you're right, brother. We can't. We can't. We can't quit, can we? We got to keep going. We got to put food on the table. God wants us to live. What Jesus say, I have come that you would have life and that more abundantly. But he also said to watch and pray. We got to be ready. And I'm telling you, you say, well, I'm, I'm 25 years old. I got my whole life ahead of me. You're going to turn around. Everybody says this. They told me when I was 25, and I'm telling you, probably what they said, the same thing. I'm telling you, you're going to turn around. Your kids are going to be gone. They're going to be grown. Probably got kids of their own or planning on having kids of their own. And it just seems like yesterday. You start making bad choices. Oh, my God. I hope I'm getting through. I'm going to tell you, I don't know exactly, but it was years. Like I said, I wasn't you know, strung out on drugs. I still believed in the power of the Holy Ghost, Jesus' name, baptism. I didn't change any doctrine. I just didn't go to church. Next thing I know, years have gone by. Years have gone by. You get busy with this cares of, of this life. You get busy working. I may have been accused of being a workaholic before. I, I have worked a lot here and there. But there was years there that I'm not saying we wasn't happy. My family was great. I just didn't go. I didn't go. I, I, you know, I can't go back and fix that. But I, what I can do is I can, I can walk straight now. I can fix the future. Because God's coming back. I guess what I'm telling you is you, you, can, you, can, you, can, you can ease yourself and say, I got plenty of time. And I'm not trying to scare anybody tonight. I'm not. I, I promise you I'm not. But, and when you become my age, you, you begin to realize just how mortal that we are. We're, none of us are promised tomorrow. None of us have a promise of tomorrow. You could be, I don't know, I, I shouldn't, I'm not even going to pick an age. Because I'm not trying to scare anybody tonight. I'm just saying, if God is knocking on your heart, giving you an opportunity, and of that draw that we felt this morning, I'm telling you, it's serious business. 
God wants somebody to move. But you can ease yourself into thinking, I got plenty of time. I, uh, it, it, we'll just use somebody my age. I'm 53 years old. I'm reasonably healthy, pretty, you know, fairly active. You know, I, I think I'm fine. I'm telling you, I, can, you know, I may not wake up in the morning. I, I suspect that I will, but I may not. God, God can say that's it. When he pulls your number, that's it. And I'm going to tell you what, as fast as the last 30 years have gone, the next 30 is going to go even quicker. And that's life. Don't ease yourself into thinking, I got plenty of time. I got plenty of time. You may, you may not. I wouldn't gamble it. We're trying to warn you tonight. I'm trying to motivate you. I, 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 I felt, I have, I've, I've been studying this for a while. I've been feeling this message for a while. And, you know, man, I'd, I'd love to preach it. I'd love to, you know, be running around the, around the church. But we got to do what, what God wants. And I ain't nobody. I'm the least in the kingdom tonight. I'm just, I'm just glad to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate being used. I appreciate God. I appreciate this church. But I've come with warning tonight. I'm telling you, choose. Choose wisely. Choose wisely. Choose wisely. Today is the day of salvation. Amen? Today is the day. Perhaps if David, perhaps if David had, 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 had made better decisions, he wouldn't have, you know how many men end up dying because of that trespass? 70,000. How'd you like to live with that? On his hands. He had blood on his hands. I'm telling you what, tonight, the enemy will use any trick in the book that he can. He'll tell you that you've, you've gone too far. If you're here tonight, I guarantee you, you haven't gone too far. If you're in the house of the Lord, there's still hope. If you're in the house of the Lord, you haven't messed things up to where God can't fix them. You know, you, what you got to think about, and that's, that's what I, you know, I, 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 I toyed with that because uh, it was turmoil for me. Because, I, you know, I constantly thought about it. I knew I needed, I knew what I needed to do. I, I just couldn't make that decision. You said, well, it's pride. I'm not saying pride wasn't part of it. But a whole lot of it is, you know, you, you've let, you feel like you've let everybody down. You've let everybody down. You've messed everything up. And there just ain't no way it can be fixed. But if I, you know, if, if I hadn't made the decision that I made, I'm just going to keep compounding that bad choice. And it, it's, it's like interest. It just keeps compounding and compounding and compounding. Next thing you know, you got this big problem. All we can do is make things right. If God is calling you, He wants to turn your world around. I'm telling you, He did it for me. He can do it for you. He's... He's done so much for me. I don't want to ever let him down again. I want to go to heaven. Heaven's going to be worth it. But I got to make up my mind. We got to have a made up mind. Dad, you say it all the time. We got to have a made up mind. I want to make it. I don't want to, I don't want to outweigh my welcome here. But I, I just can't hardly quit. 
I hope you got the message tonight. God wants to do it. I don't care how quiet it is. It doesn't matter. I've seen services dismiss. We dismissed service one night years ago. God was just pounding on me to go pray with somebody. To go pray with somebody. Everybody's just about getting ready to walk out the door. And I said, I can't leave. I can't leave. I can't leave like this. And I'm going to tell you what the power of God fell in that place. Oh, truly, obedience is better than all sacrifice. We were dismissing today, and Brother Chris and I have talked about this a couple of times, but man, I, I want to tell you what. It don't matter how dry I'm feeling right then, which we had a marvelous service this morning, but things have died down a little bit. And we were kind of dismissing, and, and uh, Pastor had Brother uh, Gage come up here, and man, when he started praying, oh God, broke me. He broke me. That prayer, I mean, it was just instant. I mean, sometimes I think, and, I, and, and you know, we got to watch how we say this, but sometimes it's certain, th certain things don't touch us. Your wood may be wet. Amen. I'm not saying because you didn't feel it that, that you're not right. But I'm just saying sometimes, you know, if, if, if nothing can touch you, if nothing can break you, it may be time uh, to do a, a little examination. It may be time to make a decision. I'm going to do things right. God is merciful. I love the Lord tonight. God bless you. Could we all stand? Such a, uh, such a peculiar story in the Word of God. David would make a bad decision to number the people of Israel.